0: Welcome to the Shared Tzedek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Here you'll find a live recording of just about every sermon, Devar to Torah, teaching, or story from our Arab Shabbat and High Holy Day services. We know that you wish you could be with us more often, and we understand life getting in the way is not a bad thing. To live Jewishly is to understand that just as important as it is that Judaism happens in the synagogue, it's even more important to live Jewishly in your home and on your way. So here we are. In your home, on your way, maybe even on your morning run. If you ever have any questions or want to continue the discussion, let one of us know, and make sure you check out our live stream and YouTube channel for more ways that Sharit Tzedek is available to you on demand. Keep an eye on your shofar and email so that when you're able, you can be with us as well. Looking forward to seeing you soon. I know that Normally, we would have a sermon after silent prayer, but I wanted to speak this evening before we pray in silence because I wanted to talk a little bit about silence. Pianist Arthur Schnabel was born in Austria in 1882, taught in Berlin, and escaped to London when Hitler gained power. He was a brilliant musician, and he was once asked, how he handles the notes so well. The notes, he answered, I handle no better than anyone else. But the pauses between the notes, that is where the art is found. A similar quote has also been attributed to pianist Claude Debussy and re-emphasized by Itzhak Perlman and others. Perlman, who played much of the background music in the film Schindler's List, speaks about the drama of the silence in the movie, within all the music. Rests, he says, are so important because the rest gives you the tension between the notes. And the tension between notes is what makes things work. If there's no tension between notes, it may be very nice, but it doesn't work. Today was Rosh Chodesh Elul, the first day of the Hebrew month of Elul, the month before Tishrei, which is the month in which we celebrate Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Rabbi, that means we have four weeks to finish our sermons. Elul itself, however, is one of only two months in the Hebrew calendar that has no holidays. The other is Cheshvan, the month after our High Holy Day. So our calendar gives us two months of quiet, one month to prepare and one to recover. But Elul, at least as we're taught to observe it, is anything but quiet. I have a quick story for you. 18 years ago this morning, at least according to the Hebrew calendar, a much younger, less gray Joel Simon was woken up by a strange sound outside my window at what must have been 6 a.m., which was still pretty early for that young Joel Simon. I had just moved to Israel for my first year of rabbinical school, and I had no idea until that moment that it was custom to blow shofar every morning during the month of Elul. I would learn about it later that day in class. Now, it was kind of cool the first morning to literally wake up to the sound of shofar. It was even cool the morning after that, but not so much the morning after that, or the one after that, or all of the others after that. There's one day, however, on which shofar is not blown. Shabbat. And it was wonderful. Each Saturday morning, Shabbat provided the rest between the notes. The first time the shofar appears in our Torah is the day on which we received the Torah. In the book of Exodus, we read, and on the third day as morning dawned, there was thunder and lightning and a dense cloud upon the mountain and a very loud blast of the shofar. And all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses led the people out of the camp toward God and they took their places at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke, for God had come down upon it in fire. The smoke rose like the smoke of the kiln, and the whole mountain trembled violently. The blare of the shofar grew louder and louder. As Moses spoke, God answered him in thunder. And I thought the noise outside my window in Jerusalem was bad. According to the telling of the story later in Deuteronomy, the people heard God speak the first ten commandments, but the sound overwhelmed them, and they pleaded with Moses to go up the mountain and hear the rest of God's law alone, to pass on to us later. Rashi reads the story differently, teaching that after the first two commandments, the people had had too much, and that was all that they actually heard. But the 18th century Hasidic rabbi, Mendel Sholem of Rimenau tells the story even differently. The only thing the people heard God speak, according to Rabbi Sholem, was the first letter of the first word. And what was that first letter of that first word? Anochi Adonai Elohim, God says. I am Adonai, your God. And the first letter of Anochi is Aleph, silence. After all the thunder, all the shaking, all the noise, the only thing the people heard God speak was silence. To hear the aleph, comments Sholem, is to hear next to nothing. It's the preparation for all audible language, but in itself it conveys no determinate specific meaning. In all of these examples, silence is only valuable because of the noise it contrasts. Silence on its own, as they say, can be deafening, but those rare moments of silence in a world full of noise can be so beautiful. Sholem said that Aleph was nothing, but I would argue that that silence was much more than nothing, it was everything. That silence, that Aleph, contained the potential for everything that was yet to be. Revelation, receiving the Torah, now has the possibility of being a very individualized experience, a completely internal moment in which we take the silence and turn it into whatever we need it to be. For Perlman, the olive contains the tension of wondering what that moment should be. Revelation, contemplation, silence should not be an easy thing. Reaching potential, is rarely easy. But reaching our potential is exactly what we're supposed to be thinking about during this month of Elul as we hear the shofar each morning preparing us for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We are living in a world that is full of noise. And I pray that in this month of Elul we all may find some silence chance to breathe, an opportunity to reflect on what all that noise means. So now we'll take a moment, perhaps a little longer than normal, for our own silent prayer, for our own contemplation, our own reflection. As we enter this month of Elul thinking ahead to the new year, who have we been? Who do we hope to be? What noise have we made, and from a moment that is nothing but potential, what is the Torah that we will write with the way in which we live our lives in the coming years?